Welcome to the Lean Out Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Don Baker. Are you looking for a new approach to authentic and sustainable work-life balance? You've come to the right place. Listen as I interview amazing women professionals who've taken steps to lean out and find balance on their own terms. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to share this conversation with Dr. Stella De La Vega today. She works as an urgent care physician in California, and she spends her time outside of work doing what she calls unusual epic things, including multi-day sailing races, backpacking, and other mountaineering adventures. I first heard Stella interviewed on Dr. Whaley Gray's Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast, and I knew that I had to meet her. She spent a great deal of time discussing what she loves about sailing, and it really reminded me of why my husband and I got into this very idea of moving onto a sailboat, which is an adventure that for now we have shelved for building our alpine homestead in Utah instead. The way she describes the aspects of the sailing world and the racing community also really reminded me a great deal of the world of rock climbing and that lifestyle type of sport that I fell deep into for decades of my life. I'll provide links to the show. There were part one and part two of the conversation, and that will be in the show notes. I highly recommend listening to these. She discusses how she decided to pursue medicine after studying anthropology and working actually as a paralegal. And they all are inspired by her experiences traveling and living aboard a sailboat. Today, Stella and I, in a way, pick up where she and Whaley left off. We dive deep into Stella's intense ride on the treadmill of achievement in medical school and residency in general surgery, and why she decided to pivot mid-residency to family medicine, and then she found urgent care. This transition, again, involves her love of adventure and sailing, which she describes in detail. I had so much fun talking with Stella, and I really hope you enjoy this interview. Stella De La Vega, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Please tell us about yourself, what you do for your work-life balance, and how it's different from other people in your profession. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, having me here. I'm really excited about this interview. I work in urgent care here in Southern California, and Things that I like to spend time doing is, aside from actually really truly loving my work, uh, because it gives me so much freedom and um, diversity in what I get to do, not just at work, but outside of work. Uh, And in terms of doing things outside of work, I love to go on adventures, mostly outdoors, sailing being the biggest part of my life. Other things in terms of outdoors is more recently mountaineering, backpacking. And I say I'm a retired Ironman as well. Lots of grueling time, indoors training, and then that ultimate race that you do. But lately, it's just mainly being out in nature for me. With regards to my current work-life situation, that's different from many of my peers, uh, particularly women in my profession. Um, I'm definitely more of that person who just gets out there and doing kind of unusual, epic 
things I like to say, whether it be crossing the Caribbean Sea on a sailboat for six days or getting up to a multi-night backpacking trip in the mountains. I'm beginning to meet a lot of women actually in medicine who do that, but it is definitely an unusual thing for many of us to do. And many of us have difficulty finding that kind of time. And I've been lucky that I've found that balance in mind. Yeah, both lucky and also intentional based on the choices that you've made, which is great. Your background is that you went into medicine as a second career. And then tell me how you decided on going into urgent care and finding this position in medicine where you could still do these epic adventures. Right. So initially I trained in surgery uh, in New York City, which was really rough. And I appreciated that experience, but it was also within that experience that I realized there were a lot of things outside of the OR that I just love as much that just gave me a lot of life and uh, gave me the opportunity to give a lot of life to not just my passions, but to my friends and family. So then I made that switch and pivoted to family medicine. Why family medicine? I think at that time, I was just looking for something that was just broader that I can eventually focus in more, whether it was potentially sports medicine, I wasn't really sure. So then once I got into it, and I was finishing up residency, I heard about urgent care, I had no idea it even existed. (laughs) And once I heard that you do 12 hour shifts, which in my math and my mind, I thought, oh, that would mean I work a lot of long hours, but I could be off many days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it could be unusual where you could be off for several days at a time, similar to ER docs, for example. And so then I thought, ah, that would give me some flexibility in terms of uh, pursuing the things that I like. So that's how I ended up doing urgent care straight out of residency and have been doing urgent care ever since. And you had already been very deep into the sailing world, the long adventure racing type of sailing. And when you decided that you were going to go to medical school, I'm sure you could still have a little bit of sailing, but then you go to surgery in New York City. How was that transition for you? Did you miss it? Oh, it's interesting that you asked me that question. So let me preface this by saying when when I was into racing sailboats, before I even decided I want to go into medicine, I was very dedicated to a team or two. You go through a whole season. Sometimes you race for three days at a time, some of which may be just around the Bay, which is San Francisco Bay, where I learned and raced a lot. Some of them will be an overnight race uh, along the coast of California. So you're really deep into it and dedicated. But once I got into med school, I actually stopped cold turkey because there was just no way for me to really dedicate the kind of time I needed to do racing sailboats. I did a little bit of sailing at med school on a little dinghy at a little lake. I even taught a couple of med school classmates how to sail that way. 
but I just had to really stop and focus on medicine. Now, once I got into residency in New York City, I have a professional sailor friend who knew some guys over in New York City who invited me to go on races with them. And typically when you get invited, you do a really low-key race, typically on a weekday after work. And most of them will say, hey, show up at the dock at 5.30. We'll get you on board and show you the boat and we'll go for a fun race. And I got invited But the problem was that I'm still in the OR until 6 p.m. And I'm probably going to be in the hospital until 10 p.m. So here I was in surgery. Well, I could have been out sailing. And I just that was kind of very pivotal for me. I thought to myself, wow, I got another four years to do this. (laughs) And then once I get out of it, I'm not sure if I would have the time to pursue this or anything else outside of medicine. And so it really was pivotal for me in the OR thinking about this in the middle of a case that I actually was very excited about too. Ultimately, by the end of that first year, surgical residency was when I decided to pivot and switch to something else outside of surgery, which is ultimately what led me to where I am now, which is interesting because now I've got plethora of invitations to sail around the world, despite the fact that I actually gave up sailing to be in medicine. And interestingly, it was because of the fact that I'm an urgent care physician, makes me highly sought after as an ocean type of sailor, I guess, (laughs) because what better crew would you like on board in the middle of the ocean than a doctor who can fix you up quickly, whether it be a lap repair or an infection or whatnot. Yeah. You talked about going into urgent care from that switch to family medicine and how the shift work and the flexibility were really what drew you to it. But in retrospect, it's the perfect fit for continuing to do this adventure lifestyle. How has the transition been from surgery in terms of any sort of feelings of prestige or uh, mastery of medicine? Is there anything that you miss about surgery or that has been weird for you in that way? Yeah, great, great question. So when I pivoted from surgery to urgent care, it was a huge identity crisis. Let's put it that way. I don't know if you've heard during med school, I was told if you can find something else other than surgery, or you just have the inkling of interest elsewhere, choose that not surgery. Because with surgery, you have to have this just tunnel vision, dedication towards that specialty. It's just because it's long, it's grueling, you have to be truly focused on it. Um, And I took on that personality. I loved it. I loved the energy in the OR. I loved the intensity in the OR. I mean, I wanted to do trauma or cardiothoracic surgery. I was just kind of that personality too. So when I left surgery, I just missed it so much. And I still miss it to this day. And I I still love it for everything about it, the the personalities within it, (laughs) uh, for good and bad. But at the same time, I knew who I was that's not a surgeon too. And this is coming from somebody who had 
two different careers before I even entered medicine. And I think that was the strength of me in terms of knowing myself and understanding that what career you're in doesn't define you. It's what you represent in terms of the things that you love and the purpose behind what you do. And that could be anywhere from being a surgeon to an anthropologist to a mountaineer, sailor. It doesn't matter, right? It's that core of you that is constant. And you can take that anywhere from whatever career you get into. But the most important part of that is what is it that defines that person? And that includes not just your career, but your outside activities. And that's really wanted what I wanted to preserve through that whole transition. Yeah. I often ask people what's been the hardest part of leaning out. And it sounds like that was that for you, especially being someone that has this Uh, core theme of embracing and loving things that are intense. What is the best part about it? Describe your weekly schedule and your adventures mixed with like how many shifts you do in a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an incredibly dynamic week. So for example, let's go from over the weekend through this coming weekend I had just come from a backpacking trip to overnight over in the Eastern Sierra with a girlfriend of mine. And we just basically hiked up to this gorgeous lake in the mountains, stars everywhere, Milky Way across the sky. I mean, it's gorgeous. It was difficult. It was hard. And then we went back down to sea level, back to where I am now in Long Beach, California. Within the next day, a couple of days From the time that I descended, I went straight to work, which is a 12-hour shift. It's hard. It's grueling. It was a Monday, typically a very busy time for urgent care. And then I'm off for a couple more days after that, which feels I feel almost guilty that I just went to work for a day and then I'm off again the next day. Today, I went over to the gym, lifted some weights, and then now I get to have this wonderful conversation with you. Um, and then a little later, so first of all, I'm single, uh, I'm partnered right now, but I have family nearby, have brother with eight kids, two of whom are in their early twenties. So I spend time with them. I've become kind of the young, uh, the adult person that they come to for advice in their early twenties now, which is wonderful. Um, so I spend time with them, counseling them and just being an aunt with them. And then after that, I have two more shifts, again, 12-hour shifts, uh, Thursday, Friday. And then over the next weekend, I'm off. Uh, I don't know yet what I'm going to do, but it will certainly involve some kind of weekend warrior adventure (laughs) of some sort. But that changes every week, right? Next week, I honestly don't even know what my schedule is. It's all set there in stone for the next couple of months. But there's that uncertainty in terms of, oh, what day is it? Am I off? What exactly am I doing? I can't really have a regular schedule Monday through Friday, you know, from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. or whatever. So lots of flexibility but and, and a lot of uncertainty, but you've got to be that person who thrives in that kind of environment. And I am one of those people. But you also have to have 
a good community of people who who gets it, who are not too frustrated with the fact that they don't know when you're off and when you're on. Um, but yeah, makes it exciting though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, aside from having supportive friends and family who are understanding community, what other ways do you have personally that you embrace uncertainty or that you deal with uncertainty? Um, gosh, that's kind of a hard question, actually, for me, because I just live and breathe it. I used to think I was one of those people who just like routine, like regular schedule. And, you know, I like certainty, too. I I was kind of a worry wart growing up. I think I just eventually develop into this person and some of which came through my training and now also my daily work in urgent care where people just walk through the door and you don't know what it's going to be like and you've never seen them before. It's not like your set of patients that you see regularly as part of your panel, right? So it teaches you to embrace the unknown But then it teaches you to tell yourself constantly that you got this. Whatever it is, you know what to do. And if you don't, you have resources around you to figure this out. I mean, if I have to go all the way back to what really led me into this development of this person that I am now in terms of, you know, rolling with the punches and okay with uncertainty, it goes back to sailing, actually which is what led me into medicine. (laughs) That's another long story. In sailing, when you go out in the ocean or just in the water in general, you're faced with multiple factors, the wind, the water, the boat itself. And then if you're not sailing alone, let's say in a six-person crew, you have to deal with personalities around you in close quarters. So all kinds of things happen especially in the middle of the ocean, where your resources are much more limited in terms of help outside of the boat. And so you just learn to deal with what you got. So that's how I learned to be a little more flexible in terms of challenges that come at me, um, as well as embrace the flexibility, which allows me the freedom to do a lot of things that I get to do outside of medicine. Yeah, it all comes in full circle, actually, when you think about it. Right, right. It really does. It's beautiful. There are a lot of factors that are out of your control. And Mm -hmm. working with that, and then also having an abundance mindset that you have resources around you to solve that problem and knowing that you are able to solve those problems. Right. And when I heard you interviewed on the Dare to Dream Physician Travel podcast, and you talked a lot in detail about the sailing, which I will link that podcast for people who are interested in the show notes. You talked about the lessons that you learned about equanimity, staying calm in chaos, about embracing the uncertainty and the flow state that you get there. And the destination is the journey. It is the actual um, process of what you're doing and not like trying to get from point A to point B. And they're great lessons for people to apply to other parts of their lives, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Is there anything that you wish that you knew when you were younger and when you were going through all these transitions that you know now? Yeah. Um, I felt like 
I put myself through too much drama internally about the choices I was making in those times, especially in those pivotal times. Most especially when I switched from surgery to family medicine, then ultimately doing urgent care. I remember in those times, I was just so stressed out. I, there were so many uncertainties. There's financial stuff. There's just where are you going to live? Where are you going to finish your residency? But at the end of the day, if you really listen to your gut, you got to trust it because you're going to decide on something that if you're really honest with yourself is the best thing for you, even though around you, it seems like the world is falling apart. Case in point, when I switched out of surgery, it was such a identity crisis, like I said earlier. And when I switched to family medicine, Something in my gut said, this is the right place. This is where you should be. I'm not sure exactly where you're going to land ultimately. And then once I found urgent care, which turned out to be the perfect match for me without even realizing it. And then it was that moment. And I carry it to this day with everything that I decide in life or every time something doesn't work my way, I tell myself, this happened for a reason. You don't know it yet. And you may not know it until five years from now, but it will make sense later. Do it smart, obviously, but trust in that and stop dramatizing it too much. And it will work out in the end. And it did. (laughs) I can't think of a better place to be in right now than where I am. And I would not have foreseen that 10 years ago in any possible way that I could. So ultimately, what I'm trying to say is just trust your gut. And if you made the decision, just live with it and and do it and know it's going to make sense in the end somehow. Just trust it. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I love that. Any other advice that you would give women who are feeling like they're stuck on some sort of a treadmill of achievement and they want to do something unique, different? They want to embrace that adventurous side of themselves. Yeah, I think um, you are much more capable than you realize you are. And you have so much more going for you than you realize. You're smart. You've made it through so much in your med school residency training. And that will create a certain kind of person, no matter what you pursue that will that's a step beyond most people so for example i've done an ironman and you're talking to the person who didn't even know how to swim i learned from youtube videos and within 3 years 4 years i finished my first ironman and people talked to me and in that time you know i was doing 12 hour shifts waking up 4 a.m. to do training and then they say how do you do it? Like you're working 12 hour shift, you're a doctor, and then you're doing this Ironman training. And I said, huh, if you knew what we had to do during residency, this is nothing. So if you can just reach back in those times when you were as, as crappy and hard as it was, remember you did that. You went through that 
And before that, you had to learn things that they tell us we had to ingest through a fire hydrant kind of <laughs> intensity, right? So just remember that you were able to accomplish all that. You can translate that to so many other things in your life. Like they say, all hard things are worth it, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. You're already resilient and you yeah. can do hard things. Exactly. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Well, Stella, this has been an absolute pleasure. I love speaking with you and your life is just so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing it on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It was a wonderful interview and I was so happy to get to speak with you and actually get to know you too. Yeah. Thanks. Post-recording, Stella contacted me and wished that she had shared this quote with everyone. A path is only a path, and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it if that is what your heart tells you. Look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. Then ask yourself alone one question. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it is of no use. Carlos Castaneda. This is beautiful, and it reminds me of a distinction I heard between a road and a path. A road is very well marked, whereas a path is not. A road is restricting but direct, and a path allows for some meandering. I really enjoyed talking with Stella, and here are my takeaways from our conversation. Number one, self-knowledge is a superpower. We've heard this before from many guests, and I have a whole chapter about it in my book, Lean Out. Self-knowledge will be your guiding light through important transitions of life. Stella told us to think about all our parts, not just the one that's associated with your job. Stella knows that intensity is a big part of her personality, and it initially drew her to surgery. But she also loves intensity in other things. She wanted those things to be a part of her life as well. So she switched gears to a different specialty where she could integrate them into her life easier. Number two, you can handle the uncertainty. Remember what is in your control and what is not, as the sailors do on her multi-day sailing races. Stella also reminds us to recognize the resources and community around us and tap into them. Number three, transitions are hard, but you will be okay. You are strong and you have done many hard things already in your life. Transitions and changes don't have to come with a ton of drama. Know yourself to cultivate the confidence you need to navigate those transitions. My parting question to you today is, what passion or longing have you been ignoring in the name of achievement? Thanks for listening to the Lean Out Podcast. If you find these conversations inspiring and useful, please forward them to a friend and also leave a review on iTunes or Spotify so that other people can find them easier. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at my website, practicebalance.com, where you can subscribe to my newsletter and get updates regularly about new podcast episodes, blog posts, speaking engagements, and coaching services. 
You can also support my work by buying my book, Lean Out, A Professional Woman's Guide to Finding Authentic Work-Life Balance for yourself, a friend, family member, or coworker. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.